Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Welcome to another episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. Exciting episode today. (laughs) We are reviewing Loki Season 1, Episode 6, For All Time Always. My name is Steve Baldwin, and joining me on this epic adventure to close out Loki Season 1, Scott, Greg, and Dave. Hello, guys. Hey. Was it an epic adventure, or was it an epic monologue i was talking about the epic adventure that's going to be this show i wasn't talking about loki but whatever (laughs) this was the most seated finale of any season i've ever seen of any tv show ever it was a 40 minute episode and they were sitting in chairs for i think about 37 minutes of it so 37 in a row row. (laughs) yeah but you know what it was a lot of that 37 minutes was really really great and so let's get into it right off the bat we're just going to start off plot points i cannot Mm. go ahead dave i just wanted to get that out of the way right now (laughs) (laughs) oh this guy already he's already been all over my ass all today today he's like i called it God damn you right. You called it. I called it, motherfucker. I, know. <laughs> I called it. Wait, what are we calling? We're All right, gonna wait, get wait, to wait. We'll I'm, I'm going to say no one. We're not sure yet. Yeah, we're not. We're All not. right. Oh, suck a... <laughs> How are we not sure about <laughs> All that? All right, because here's why. Okay, so Loki and Sylvie arrive at the Citadel, the castle, right? And they they eventually get through the doors and Miss Minutes appears Steve, uh, Steve, wait, wait we got to back up, man. You're you're fast forwarding. I know you want to get through this podcast, but we have to talk about they've redid the entire opening Marvel logo. They did. It's all brand new and it has. That was pretty cool. It has meaning. There are certain things that they're saying on purpose. Maybe we'll get to that later, but you at least no, need to address it. 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 You need to say? address it. It's they changed all the characters that are being that are talking at that point. And I think all of them have something to do with the main reveal of the person at the end. So we, we will talk about it. I'll have to backtrack once we reveal who the, the main villain okay. is in right. the castle. Okay, fair enough. That's fair. Well, right. and on that point, once you get into the episode proper as well, um, there are, you hear a lot of quotes from a lot of people. And thank God that I had the subtitles on because of course everybody recognizes ant-man of course everybody recognizes thor of course everybody recognizes black panther but unless i had subtitles and this is where i'm kind of sad i never would have recognized my angelou i never would have recognized nelson mandela mm-hmm. <laughs> right right All right so i have some of those when we get there i have i have a bunch listed Another, another, yeah. I did some, I did some research. Major, so, and that says this, a lot about me. And I think a lot of the guys on this podcast too, that all of us are like, oh yeah, all the Marvel characters and all the actual real fucking heroes from history. We're all like, ah, fuck well, it. What I, what I was honestly, okay. And I'm not disputing what you were saying, but what I was going to talk about was how struck I was by that opening sequence, how it was kind of a, a reminiscent of the opening of the movie contact. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. yeah. Except yes. contact was designed to show you moving through space and time. 
And this just seemed more to show like a, a journey through time. Yeah. Because there was huge. no real structure to how what was said was said. And I did recognize Neil Armstrong's, you know, one small step for man. I did. I did get that one, Greg Lent. I, yeah. I recognize, the white, I recognize the white guy that's what you're thinking in your head <laughs> but you're right the huge contact vibe on that opening sequence yeah. traveling through time and space and different dimensions and different um galaxies and yeah huge huge uh, contact vibe there for sure yeah all right okay so we'll come back to the quotes when 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 we're ready for that all right so loki and sylvie they enter the Citadel. Miss Minutes is waiting for them, and she gives them the, uh, hey, y'all, uh, right? And it turns out, so she's clearly a puppet for this person that's living in the Citadel, who we quickly learn is known as He Who Remains. He Who Remains. Yeah. And she has arrived, Miss Minutes has, to bring Loki and Sylvie an offer. But right? they can be reinstated back into the sacred timeline and one of the most crazy jump scare moments in in this show if not marvel is when she just pops the hell out of nowhere and it's not one of those like way in the background oh there's miss minutes the whole freaking character is the screen and it it literally i was taking a drink at that moment i'm like holy shit yeah, she's really big she's really big on the screen well, for like scared, the first time scared the hell out of me i still have questions about what the hell that is what she is i know it is yeah maybe we'll find out someday um so so they can be reinserted into the timeline in a way that won't disrupt things um although i got and, that sounded pretty disruptive to me like oh we're gonna yes. make you can loki you're right. basically going to be in charge of everything. So everything Lo you want, you now have. Sounds pretty disruptive to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She says Loki can beat the Avengers at the Battle of New York, kill Thanos, take the Infinity Gauntlet, seize the throne of Asgard. Sure. No problem. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't change anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> minor story tweaks there. <laughs> Sylvie can forget her, her time on the run and just wake up tomorrow with a lifetime of happy memories. Hmm. And so this is what's offered to the two of them. And of course, you know, once upon a time, Loki is going to jump at something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, but he doesn't, he, he says, we, we write our own destiny. Now he, he denies this opportunity. Is this, is this evidence that, his change that Loki's change is actually real change that he's no longer the trickster. If from this show, from his like verging yes. off of his original timeline, yes. I, I think so. I think what we saw over the course of 23 films is we saw that happen in a, in a much like played out way. And here we are in this little show of his seeing the same thing happen when he was pulled out of a moment where he hadn't had that opportunity mm -hmm. to create those pieces of moments and, and that made him change or forced him to change. So I, I think there's another issue too, that we need to talk about is, is Sylvie is when they're walking up to the door has this incredible moment when she pauses mm -hmm. and they're going to go into that door before they meet Miss Minutes. And he's like, is everything all right? Like what's going on? What aren't we here to, you know, she's going to kick the door down. They take a pause. She says, you know, is there anything you need to do here or whatever? And she's like, you got to realize 
this has been my whole life. I've done everything for this moment right here. Mm -hmm. That's a really huge reveal for that character. Mm -hmm. That's going to play out a lot more in the last moments of this. She's the like, last... shut up. I just so, need a moment yeah. before we do this. Yeah. So when you also, when you're talking about Loki evolving, because this Loki is not the Loki we saw evolve over all the 23 films, right? This is the Loki diverging off from right after the first Avengers movie, different point yeah. in time gets to evolve again. But Loki has always been looking for that glorious purpose, right? That, that is a line that comes up multiple times over the course of the show, glorious mm -hmm. purpose by Loki. And he has always envisioned that as being, you know, a ruler or, or serving himself, looking out for himself. And I would kind of argue that the evolution that we see kind of him achieve in this episode, his glorious purpose is actually to serve other people and look out for other people. Hmm. But we'll talk about that when we get to the climax of the show. All right. Hi, Lisa. Okay. So Jasper, what is Lisa doing at your house? Hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? So the, do the door opens at the end of the hall to reveal he who he who remains. I almost said he who must not be named. Going, <laughs> the, uh, Harry Potter up. Boy, uh, wouldn't that have been a surprise, though? That would, yeah. have, been that would have been a legit <laughs> plot twist, by the way. That, that now, now the, the actor here is is a big giveaway, right? Yeah. Played by Jonathan Majors, who is has been announced that he will play uh Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Kang, thank you, Kang the Conqueror in yeah. the in the forthcoming Ant-Man movie. So yeah. here's a question for you. Yes. Is some internet sources I'm looking at say that it hasn't been announced, it's just widely reported that that's who he's playing and other internet sources say that it's been announced. And I didn't have mm -hmm. the time or the patience to dig through it. It's been trying to figure out which was true. It's been announced. That's official. That okay. is the Kevin Feige uh, presentation that was just a couple months ago has the four main characters from Ant-Man, Quantum, uh, whatever, Mania. Quantum Mania. It, it does say his name with Kang the Conqueror underneath. So that right. is official. Okay. All Perfect. Right. Yeah. All right. So yeah. cue the it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a, it's yes, not a please. secret. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. Oh, okay. hang on. So that said, oh though, shit, I don't have it. Where, where the heck? There it goes. Did it come oh, from Lucasfilm? There you go. Now that said, <laughs> the name Kang is never uttered once in this episode. But the this funny thing is, is not Kang. It, thank you, Greg Lent. Thank ah. you. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm gritting my teeth. I, I, I know where you guys are going to go with this. Uh, but yes, they do call him he who who must wait. Now you got me saying he, 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 he who remains. He who remains. He who remains. Which is a much different character in the comics. Okay, so he who remains is in the comics. It's a real. No. Is a, yes. Yeah, yes. 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 Oh, yes. we have a difference it's of Immortus. opinion here. It's Im no, hang on. It's Immortus. No, nope. I'm just saying. There, there's also an Immortus. There's a he who remains as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's Immortus. And there's Kang. <laughs> and there's Nathan Richards. So and there's Nathan Fillion. I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> and there's Nathan Hot Dogs. All right. So is is okay. So my question to you guys. This is why I'm watching this show and I'm going, okay, this has got to be Kang, but it's not Kang because they never say but, Kang. Although there is, is a reference. But there I'm is a reference. To it together. Okay. Is this another, there's going to be a Mephisto in WandaVision and there's never a fucking Mephisto that no. shows up? No. Because or no. is this actually going to, are we going to see Kang or not? Yes. So, here, here, yeah, you, you did just see Kang, but you it's did. Immortus. Look, 
right. Immortus is a variant of Kang. There you go. Use the Marvel Cinematic Universe terminology to translate this a little bit. Since this show is about variants, thank you for saying that, Dave. Yeah. Immortus would be a variant of Kang. In the comics, Immortus is a version of Kang who gets to the end of time, uh, is approached by the timekeepers with an offer of immortality in exchange for working for them to preserve the timelines as they see fit. That's the origin of Immortus from the comic books. Okay, okay. fair enough. All right, and fine. then doesn't that sound a little familiar to what's going on here? His costume is a bit reminiscent of the flowing robes of Immortus and is absolutely reminiscent of the cape and weird-ass armor that Kang the time-traveling conqueror wears. That's true. So it's a mashup, and, and we see something uh, later on in, in the, uh, towards the end of the episode that is much more Kang the conqueror. Yes, than what we see in this character. Okay. All right. We, we need to get back to the episode, yeah. uh, to the to the timeline of the episode. But right. I want a two-minute, since we're pretty confirmed now that, <laughs> this is, that this is Kang. No, it's Immortus. The I, LA Times is writing that it's Immortus. I'm just reading right off of the LA Times website. All right. Called mm-hmm. it. Yeah. No. All right. Okay. okay. All right. So this is not, this is Immortus in episode six that we're, that we're looking at. Greg? Greg no. is disagreeing with you. What, not okay. Immortus. Dave is no. saying Immortus. Greg, what say you? Uh, he who remains. Kang, he who remains, Immortus, they're all variants of the same person. Right. Okay. And so, Scott, where do you land on this? I'm, I'm leaning more towards what Greg said, but I am following up with the Kang thing. This Because Kang becomes the main villain in the next phase, this is the introduction of that character. And we'll get to where that introduction occurs. Okay, but he the, he lays it all out for us, guys. He he lays yeah. it. Did you guys yeah. did you yeah. guys all go to sleep in the middle of the episode no, or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> if you can make it through the monologuing, Possibly. he draws a freaking picture of what's going to happen here. Like yeah, he I know. Basically I know. Laid out the next seven movies and three TV shows for exactly. For but exactly. if they're variants of the same character, just like the two main characters of the show are both Lokis, this is Kang. That's my point. This, not the character that we just saw, though. This is a variant. He that's... says in the show when he gets his monologue moment that he's he been, has called been called a by many names, and one of those names was the Conqueror. A, yeah, a Conqueror. He says it with a little bit of emphasis. Like he, yes. he basically mm-hmm. just looked right at the camera and winked at people, like, yep, Yeah, that's who it is. <laughs> so, but Immortus is also, yes, I understand why we're all saying that. I get that. Okay. Immortus right. is a very, very specific version of Kang. There's like a million versions of Kang in the multiverse. Just think of it that way. Million versions of Kang in the multiverse. Immortus is one specific, unique version of Kang. See, okay, so, hold- so we have three guys on this show that are the comic book experts that are supposed to be teaching me, and, and none of you can agree. Well, here's... no, no yes, Because right. time travel sucks. That's why. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else pointed this hey, wait, out. Hold I, on. Let me write that down. Time travel <laughs> sucks. sucks. It's okay. very confusing, bro. You remember right. that in Back to the Future Part 2? Time travel sucks, <laughs> Doc. <true>. All right. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, Jonathan Majors for a second. Yeah. His performance in this episode was so fun. And such a departure from everything else we'd seen in the episode. He's such a different character. It really made him stand out. Playful one moment, skittish and weird and scary and chilling the next moment. 
And, um, and to, to all of our right. points, like, I think that the guy that we're going to see in, in Ant-Man and possibly even another cameo in Dr. Strange, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming here, but at yeah. least in Ant-Man is going to be an entirely different performance. Like it's not going to look like this guy at all. Yeah. Uh, his, his performance wise, obviously the guy will look the same. That yeah, like if, if, if you watch the flash TV show, they, they literally have had a gag over seven seasons where they have the same actor playing different versions from different universes of the same character. They like bring him in as, you know, doc, you know, the doctor from universe a from universe a for season one. Then in season two, he's like the same doctor, but from a different universe. So he's a completely different person. And it, yeah. they finally realized they exhausted the gag two or three seasons ago and have killed it off, but it's going to be that type of progression. And I I'll, I'll one up Greg. I'll agree with him and I'll one up him. I think you're going to see him in Spider-Man uh, no way home as well. Yeah. yeah, there's been some speculation yeah. about that. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So he says he claims to be the last survivor of a multiversal, multi, yeah, multiversal war that broke out when multiple versions of him made contact with the multiverse. Um, after, sorry, made contact after the multiverse was discovered in the 31st century. So was did Kang come from the 31st century? So yes. that's that yes. part of the lore. Okay. That is great because that's actually Nathan Richards, right? Is that correct? Well, there's a whole, well, look to say, where did Kang come from when you're a time traveler just gets a little <laughs> gray inherently, right? Because right. that guy's been all over the spectrum. He's been in the, the character. Kang has been in the 31st century. He's been in ancient Egypt. He's been in, you know, the modern day Marvel universe and probably a lot of other stuff in between because he conquered his original area, you know, his original space and time and then said, eh, there's more for me to do and started time traveling to conquer various areas of the past. So Dave, Dave, did you at least notice, cause this is going to jump in more stuff to the show more to this discussion here, Steve, uh, the connection to the eternals, because the entire palace has that cracked gold filled, like look through the whole thing. And the ship that we see in the trailer is identical to the structure of the castle. Huh. I, I had not noticed that yet, but that that is interesting. And it yeah. would not surprise me that they're putting these these kind of connections into these newer springboard movies. But where I was going to go for Steve a little bit is they talk about the multiversal war. And I was going to say that mm. it, a particular Kang storyline that I remember because it was right in the heart of when I was reading comics was the idea of the, the Council of Crosstime Kangs or these Kang wars that would occasionally happen. And there was an Avengers story where there was a council of these three Kangs that had determined that they were they were the best Kangs in the multiverse. And they were kind of going through and destroying all of the lesser Kangs who were ruining the brand for the rest of them, basically. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then those three eventually had a war and one of them, you know, two of them got eliminated and one survived and Immortus drove that one crazy. And he like ran screaming from the Citadel at the end of time and Immortus <laughs> and Ravona like hang out there. And you think like, wow, that's the end of the story. And then a new writer came along three years later and took that one surviving guy and had him like get teleported into a giant arena and you pan back and there's like thousands and thousands of Kangs there. And one of them steps forward and it's like, hey, congratulations, you survived your little pocket multiverse breakout of Kang stuff. And now you're ready to hang with the big boys. And oh, we're going to tell you what this has really all been about. <laughs> and and so, see, and see, you threw something in there, Dave, at, at why I do not believe this is Immortus. Because of Ravona Renslayer, Ravona yeah. Renslayer leaves at the end of the episode, and she, and her big connection is to Immortus. All right, we're gonna yes, get but there. she leaves with instructions that Miss Minutes gave her from Immortus. 
Yeah, I'm jumping so, way ahead. Yeah, okay, right, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, you you could be right. I'm going to concede that you could be right, but I interpreted it a different way, and I think we're just going to have to wait to see what actually happens in season two. Is yeah. that is that fair? Oh, and there's a season two, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Mic drop. Um. So he. So he who remains also claims to have tamed and weaponized Alioth. Yeah. Right. Which would and, make sense given what we saw last episode. Yeah. Yes. I, and, I like Loki. He's a liar, but I believe him on that point. And mm-hmm. using the trans temporal being, which is Alioth, to end the war. That he mentioned previously, uh, presumably by gobbling up the other timelines. Um, and so to stop it from happening again, he created the TVA to manage this now this sacred timeline. And so he, he says, quote, once I isolated our timeline, all I had to do was manage the flow of time and prevent any further branches, he says. Hence the TVA. Hence the timekeepers and a highly efficient bureaucracy. Hence ages and ages of cosmic harmony. Hence you're welcome. <laughs> now is he lying is he telling the truth we don't know at this point We're not i don't sure. think he's lying at this point point. and what's funny is i think there's more to what he's saying there than a lot of people picked up on i think it's not just the multiverse and multi-timelines for him but there are multi-tvas as well and right. that that comes we to certainly pr- learn that at the end right yes when yes yes we'll get to right. that we're getting there yeah um so he who remains presents himself as this is like benevolent you know god time god sort of yeah um well i don't know so much i don't know so much benevolent but time god yes yes um, yeah. he 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 presents himself as more of one of the you know what were the celestial beings in the marvel universe that were just above and beyond good and evil their presence is required to maintain order in the in the universe and the decisions that they have are not made on a good or evil basis. Their 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 decisions are made for the good of the universe. Well, it, so, that, which that, is and there was a moment in the episode and I kind of forget where I thought about it. But I was like, my God, this is like American foreign policy right after the Cold War, <laughs> yeah. where America turned a blind eye to or just flat out propped up a lot of really nasty foreign leaders in, in other countries simply because they brought stability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And stability was craved over over conflict because it allowed for focus on the things that that really mattered to America at that moment in time. Well, and Sylvie points out that, well, your approach resulted in millions of of innocent variants and people and timelines getting pruned. And he just says, well, the other variants are far worse than I am. Yeah. So, you know, at one point he says, you know, if you think I'm evil, you should see. What does he say? Something like, you know, oh, wait till you meet my variants. Yeah. You know, well, even when he's first describing his variants, he's when he's given the little hologram description of everything. He's talking about how there was this. What did he call it? It was so weird how he described it. Narcissistic harmony or something like Mm -hmm. that. And all I could think of while that was being played out was it's like Loki watching a worse version of Loki telling the story about how he's messing with the entire multiverse Hmm. because isn't that what loki is a narcissist who constantly is looking for glorious purpose and and never can like never what was god how did they describe him at the beginning of the show that no matter what he does he always fails Mm -hmm. and he he fails to make other people better 
So it, it's, I don't know. It was kind of a weird, this whole episode was amazing. Well, to he me. pretty much makes out with himself in this episode. I know again, <laughs> it wasn't his sister. It was himself. That, that was really uncomfortable. It, yeah, was, it, was. <laughs> it was an uncomfortable kiss too. Like and they, it wasn't you know, even 16 inches. Kind of yeah. a weird, <laughs> that was a pre-show uh, reference. Um, kind of a closed mouth, not, really hot but not unhot. it was just kind of this awkward brother quick, sister deep yeah. kiss. Wait, quick weird. quick poll around the room more yeah. or less awkward than luke or leia empire strikes back steve i say more awkward scott yeah because we knew going into oh, some of us knew anyway <laughs> well at, at, at that point in empire strikes back we did not know of right. the right i mean right. so i think way more awkward today than it was in 1980 yeah right. yes yeah. that Right. That is the correct answer, Greg Lentz. Yeah, four to win. More awkward. Um, all right. So um, I, I, I'm with Scott. This this whole conversation piece for for a finale where I was expecting a lot of action. I thought this whole conversation between the three of them was just absolutely fascinating and riveting. Yeah. And when you talk about the stakes of things and the line, and I'm and I'm sorry, but I'm going to jump on it, uh, Steve, because you're probably getting to it where where he who remains just looks at everybody and says, we're all villains here. We've yes. all done horrible oh things. God. I'm like, this is just fucking great writing because yeah. it's so, there's so much honesty amongst all these three who are complete liars. And all of them at this point, remember Loki just ripped a guy's eye out of his head in the, in the last time, in the last time we'd seen him in this universe, you know, yeah. in event in the first Avengers, he literally rips an eyeball out of a guy's head. Yeah. And so they're all awful, horrible people, and they're all villains and contemplating the fate of the universe amongst the three of them. It's just right. fascinating stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right, Greg. That's not who you want in the room, right? You want you want yeah. Captain America, Black Panther and yeah. and Doctor Strange. And they're actually deciding the fate of the universe. Right. right. But we, we got get these three jokers. We got Loki, Loki and possibly Kang slash Amortis. So, you know. And so the Lokis are given this choice, right? The, the, the time, this timeline dictator says, you know, you can either, you know, kill me and let multiversal war break out. Uh, but there's going to be a void and, you know, who's going to take my place and you guys can take my place or let me live on and go back and I'll reinsert you into the timeline. And that is the gambit yeah, that they are given. Um, He's he, he says Loki at one point says, why would you give up your power? You must be lying. And he says, no, man, I'm you know, I've lived a million lifetimes and I, I'm tired. Um, I'm done. And, and you know, I'm, I'm happy. He's he's happy to give it up. So this is where the lie starts. I think this is where he is lying to him, because later on we get the message from him that it doesn't matter what they do. He's going to come back. He makes right. that point. So he's yes. lying your, at this your, point. Your choice really has no meaningful consequence. Right. Right. Yep. yep. Except says, we see uh, in the last shot of the episode, it really does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just looking back on this, um, he who remains really is the star of this episode and, and, and probably, you know, in the episode and maybe even the series, Loki and Sylvia are a means to and to bring us to this end. Yeah. Right. To tee up uh, um, part four um, uh, for the MCU. Um, 
Loki and Sylvie end up having this, yeah, having this fight over he who remains fate. Um, Of course, with Sylvie coming out on top, pushes Loki after after the, uh, the awkward kiss, pushes him through a time door, flings Loki through back to the TVA, which leaves her alone with he who remains. And she is just dead set on murder, flings the desk out of the way and um, slaughters him, kills him with a, with a sword. But just before he dies, he says, see you soon. Yeah. And he dies. So three points real quick Yeah, to your point, um, Steve, this, the fight sequence in this was probably the most boring part. And I, I'm going to throw props back to Greg on this one because it is the dialogue. It's the talking that actually is so intriguing in this. So when they, they break out into this little fight, I get the reason for it, but it almost was like, I don't really care about the fight as much mm-hmm. until the dramatic moments where the kiss happens awkward and then pushes him through the little time uh, travel door or whatever. Right. But the other thing I, again, Greg, I think you might've mentioned this massive props to the writing for all the dialogue, all the back and forth and what we're getting, the information that we're getting. I believe it's the writers from Rick and Morty that wrote this series. Oh, wow. And <laughs> another time travel show. Go yes. Also. Yeah. <laughs> Who were also writing, I think the Dr. Strange movie. So that would make sense. This is going to be insanely fun if they keep doing this, this bang up of a job. So, so, so meanwhile, yeah. um, Sylvie kills he who remains and there's just unimaginable branching and just in there must be looking at the branches and looking at the, the, the branch sort of like, uh, I don't know what you want to call it display at the TVA that we see just insane, unimaginable chaos happening everywhere that we don't get to see. We just see the branches branching out. And so this is, this is the beginning of, of the multiverse it is it is okay. well this show was destined to do that right. um we we kind of missed over we skipped over one thing there was a moment there was an interlude in here where uh owen wilson's character comes back and there is a, a dramatic moment between him and ravona that hasn't happened yet in your yeah, timeline yeah i don't think i yeah i may okay. be going slightly out of order i put these notes together pretty okay. fast. I, I think we should touch on that because okay. he stalls her with this another great dialogue moment between these two characters she has a moment before he enters where she looks down and sees the ring on the table mm-hmm. and has this pause which is great because if they're all variants she's not really well possibly judge renslayer mm-hmm. well and 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 let's just back up to something we touched on briefly a few minutes ago and that she's having a conversation with Miss minutes and being fed information. And she's looking at a file and it says he thinks she'll find it important or some, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, we're led to, we're meant to believe that, that it's talking about uh, he who remains, but is that the he that Miss minutes is talking about? Yeah. Unsure. It's unclear. Yeah. It's unclear. And that's what I mean. Like I, Greg, I am interpreting it one way. It's he who remains because Ravona does have ties to Immortus mm-hmm. in the, yeah. in the Avengers and that Kang war uh, storyline that I talked mm-hmm. about. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it is unclear. It does remain to be seen. So I, I could be wrong. My interpretation could be wrong. Yeah, I, I think that information is being fed to her by somebody else. 
I, I think that's another, I think it's actually Kang, Immortus, whoever it might be. I think it's not he who remains. And when she goes off to find free will, it's because of the instructions that she got, you know, outside of he who remains. Yeah. All right. So Loki now pushed back through the door now back at the TV well, at a TVA. Yeah. At a TVA runs and and he's looking all over the TVA. He's he finds Mobius. He's trying to warn Mobius and one of the hunters B-15 about this threat. He says someone is coming countless different versions of a very dangerous person. He tells them and we're uh, and they're all set on war. We need to prepare, uh, but they can't they don't know who Loki is. They can't they don't remember him. They don't, rec- they don't recognize him. They yeah, don't they, recognize they him. Think he's an analyst. That's right. Yes, right. What floor are you, do you work on? Who are you? What's your name? And he turns to see previously where the statues of the timekeepers were in the library. Now there's a statue of Kang. And and yeah, it's the face of he Jonathan who remains. Majors. Yeah, right. it's that actor. Yes. And the outfitting is slightly different. And much more reminiscent of the traditional Kang look yeah. from the comics. That is that is absolutely a hundred percent. So it's that moment that we realize that Loki has been sent to a different timelines version of the TVA. So to your point, at the top of the show, there's yeah. now multiple TVAs. Yeah, because there's multiple timelines at play here. And so good. And what the guy kind said is coming true. Kang is here kang is already here the timeline has already been altered and bad things are happening yeah uh there's a moment when mobius confronts ravona in in her office that that you you just mentioned a moment ago scott that i thought was interesting um she says um well she easily avoids getting pruned by mobius she overpowers him throws him to the floor um, she rejects his offer to rebuild the TVA into something better um, and vanishes through a time portal to some unknown destination. Um, we also discover that Ravona's pre-TVA life was as a principal at Franklin D. Roosevelt High School, which yeah. was previously hinted at by the presence of a pen. Yeah that's been in the credits. You see the pen in the credits and they talk about it in the first two episodes. They're yes. using the pen. Right. And he makes a comment about it and they go back to the school. They, so yeah. So Hunter B 15 is now on a mission to show all of her colleagues. Like, no, this is, this is where Ravona came from. Yeah. She was, she was a variant and this is proof. They go to find her yeah. in this alternate timeline. So good. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Um, all right, so we've already covered all of this. Presumed presumably leads into the you know Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness ties, possibly into the WandaVision finale, uh, where Wanda heard her lost sons calling out from a different plane of reality. I thought that I didn't catch that, but I read yes. about it as a, yep. while I was watching it. But I read about it. Um, and and I got and I got to say the storyline in Avengers West Coast where the Scarlet Witch turns bad involves Immortus and involves pruning of timelines and involves Wanda as a nexus figure a lot of yeah. language that we learned here in in Loki in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so That's right I do wonder 
what role is going to be played by Kang in, uh, in the madness of the multiverse. Yeah. Uh, also might open a door for um, uh, connecting the what if series. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's a canon, right? Oh yeah. The animated series kicks off on Disney plus on August 11th. That's like right around the corner. I know. Yeah, it's the month away. Yep. Explores alternate realities based on events playing out differently in the MCU. And also the last time that we'll hear Chadwick Boseman doing uh, Black Panther is in this right. uh, in this series. Oh, did he record some stuff for that? He recorded, yeah. yeah, not all of the main cast did. Like, I I do not think they got, well, I know they didn't get uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I also believe that Chris Evans and Benedict Cumberbatch do not return for their roles. But hmm. uh, a lot of the other main actors do reprise their roles for the What If series to, to voice the characters. Okay. Chadwick Boseman being being probably the most famous of them. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then, of course, it's always already been discussed earlier on this show. We get a um, a post credits quickie that indicates that Loki will return in season two. Yeah, I'm assuming that's a year from now. I don't know. There's obviously nothing announced about that. So is this the first multi-season show that's been announced? Because I don't know if there's been a season two for Falcon and Winter Soldier or WandaVision. I think they're both just kind of one-offs so far. Yeah, Uh, not that we've discussed. Yeah, WandaVision was nominated for 23 Emmys, uh, by the way, in the limited series category, whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier received five nominations in the drama series category, which implies that uh, there's more, more seasons of that to come. They're, they're looking to do more seasons, including Don Cheadle's Thanks. inexplicable best guest actor for like literally 90 seconds of work. Oh, my God. That was like, yeah, it was it was one scene in the very first episode. Yeah. Best actor. Wow. Oh. Jeez. Well, to be okay. honest, he seemed like Don Cheadle to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sorry, Don, but you're awesome. I mean, I, I, I like Don Cheadle. That's fucking, yeah, me that's too. fucking great. But but. Yeah. What, what was that wow. show? Suits? Was that the show he was on where it was all, you know, oh, don't worry. This number's a Poma. That's certified pulled out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I, I found a list of the um, as the logo, as the Marvel logo appears at the beginning of the show, uh, you hear lines from various uh, points in the MCU, various characters that say that have speaking lines in various celebrities and stuff. So famous people. So I have a list. So this is this is these are some of the the ones that were quite obvious. All right, so uh, way to go, Tic Tac. I'm going to say the line. You guys tell me who said it. All right, so way to go, Tic Tac. Falcon. Falcon. Yep. Sam Wilson. Captain America. Sam Falcon. Wilson. Captain America. Okay. Yeah. Sam Wilson. Captain America. Okay. That's how you punch. Uh, that's uh, the uh, the Wasp. Yeah. Uh, yep. Hope in Ant Man. Right. Mm-hmm. Wakanda forever. Black Panther. D. Baldwin. Correct. <laughs> Both of you correct. Uh, uh, you wouldn't have heard of me. Forbush Man. This one, this is Scott Lang and Ant-Man. Oh, that's, oh, right. that's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Let me put you on hold. That's uh, uh, Scarlett. Robert Danny Jr. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Black Widow. What he said. Yep. Natasha oh. Romanoff in Avengers. Dance off, bro. That's uh, Chris Guardians. Pratt, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Well played. Star Lord. He's a friend from work. Thor. That is Thor from Thor. Uh, Ragnarok. 
yeah. you guys know your stuff very well played yeah. uh i can do this all day and yeah i know captain america captain america, captain america, america multiple movies the past and captain america from the future yeah. Exactly. So it's end game, <laughs> Captain America. Is that that's where it took place, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll show you ferocity. Oh, that's uh, Hank Pym. Yep. Is it Hank Pym? Yep. Well played. It's and... the, the uh, oh god, it's Ant Man, right? Yes. Yeah. One of one of the Ant Man well movies. Sir. I'm sure. Yeah. Well done. Sir. <laughs> he didn't he didn't speak in End Game, so it had to be one of the Ant Man movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Higher, further, faster, baby. Captain Marvel. Yep. Yeah. Carol Danvers. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We yep. have a Hulk. That's uh, was, that was Loki. That was Loki. Yeah. Yes. In yeah. Avengers Infinity War. We're going to jump on that spaceship and get out of here. You want to come? That's cool. Yeah. Yep. Which is a great reference to something that just was released in the last few days. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The, uh, the Deadpool. The, yes. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. See, review, now that's what show. they should have done. They should have <laughs> yeah. where the stamp happened at the end where it's like see, Loki season two coming soon. If yeah. they would have panned the camera back and if it was Deadpool standing <laughs> and, there holding the Korg. stamp. Oh yeah, like, like how <laughs> fucking great would that have been? Oh my when, God. When is the mat? Someone's got to do that. Someone's going to insert Deadpool oh. into that elevator when it opens. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi uh, Korg are both starring in that free guy movie so they made a commercial as their uh yes. mcu characters and and ryan reynolds official entrance into the MT- mcu is via a reaction video which is fucking hilarious oh yes <laughs> they need to do more of those and the fact that he freeze frames on taika in the worst possible pose with both of his legs <laughs> up in the air we also have quotes from alan watts neil armstrong greta thurnberg nelson mandela Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou is yeah. here. Um, and a, a few others from, from the Marvel um, universe. So lots of fun in that um, redone Marvel intro. So I think a lot of the ones that they, I wanted to go back to this and I won't get too in detail about it, but the other one that you missed on there is the very first one is the repulsor from hmm. Tony Stark. That's the first thing that kicks off when the logo starts to come in. Plus the logo's changed again from the green Loki, green and gold to back to red, the standard logo. And then it fades into the, the green and gold while all these quotes are going on. And so if you look at all the characters and where they fall, those quotes, you will see that it is like what I'm going to call him Kang, but Amortis or whoever you want to call he who. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dave. Um, (laughs) He says there is a a quote that he says in this where he says, I've, I've paved the road. You're just on it. Mm -hmm. And this, I think is, this is what I love about the Marvel people is I think is a representation of what he says at that moment. If you go back and follow the timeline of all of those quotes up until the real quotes, it is a history of it and people that are going to be very involved with phase four yeah characters and that's what i really loved about that i had to back that up a couple times and play it but i was like damn those guys are good well with all the timeline branching and multiple timelines in the multiverse i would think that this is now a wide open book for any marvel character to show up yeah i mean they can they've got as as i I keep going back to 
the idea that the, the Marvel universe is so rich and deep with characters that, and now this just opens it all up for, you know, anything's fair game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and comic guys, how many of us thought at one point we were going to see Kang the Conqueror, uh, Ravona Renslayer, oh, um, Alioth, I mean, shoot, even Korg. Some really some really deep cuts, you know, coming out of the out of the MCU right now. And, you know, we should get into there's a getting into how we ended up here is a fascinating discussion that I think we save for after we talk about Black Widow, too, because Black Widow is very much involved in all this. Um, but this is this is this is a much longer discussion um, that we that we need to have. And now it's not the time for it. So. Okay. Tune in next week. Same bad time, yes. same bad channel. I was screenboard. That's all I'm doing. Guys, this was a lot of fun. We have a we have another season coming of Loki. I am so thrilled. I was so psyched to see that at the end uh, of this episode. Season two of Loki coming along. And I hope you'll join us as we break down the rest of the Marvel Universe. Before um, we sign off, week. just real quick, let's recap, because coming up, so much stuff, guys. I mean, we've got uh, What If is coming in a month, Shang-Chi comes in a month, The Eternals comes in November, Spider-Man comes in December. There's a Hawkeye I mean, TV series in there somewhere, too. Is yeah. that this year? Is that this that year? Is, that is this year. Yeah. And okay. Doctor Strange kicks off next year, and right? We're not March. Even, that's all the Marvel stuff. There's also yeah, a bunch that's of Star just, Wars stuff That's dropping. just Marvel. I mean, I mean, so we are going to be fucking busy here, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, send in your dollars so we can uh, quit our day jobs and do this. And we'll keep you informed of everything. For let's, let's start a Patreon. I can, I'll donate my stickers. <laughs> for $5, you get a Scott sticker. So. There you go. Oh, and Scott stickers are in the balance. I am in. Yeah. We'll see you next Friday for an episode proper of the Wretched Hive podcast. Until then, have a wonderful week and may the force be with us all.